Poetic Properties is a complex creation brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, you have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. Yo, this week has been one of the most stressful weeks that I've experienced in a long time in real time, uh, meaning the stress, the frustration, the spiraling, it wasn't coming from past triggers or traumas. Like, I, it was real time. Uh, me fighting for peace. And when I tell y'all that I am beyond exhausted from it, like I can't even explain the level of frustration, the level of uh, anxiety, the level of just complete exhaustion that um, that I've experienced this week. Um, and it's crazy because if it's not one thing, it's another. And I say this all the time. For me, like, I'm very drama-free. I very uh, very much so stay out of the way um, of a lot of things. Like, I just, I, I just don't care to be, you know, in the know for things. I don't care to argue about things. Um, I don't care about any of that type of stuff. Um... I don't care about any of that type of sorry. I'm 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 looking at the monitor and I see okay, never mind. Um I don't care for any of that type of stuff, right? I don't like I don't I just don't want to be a part of any of it. Right? So I know I've been telling you guys that um last few months over time have been super duper crazy, just tired from that um and kind of getting frustrated at the continuous changes, but you know, the money was decent, so it was like whatever. Um, I'll help out due to the due to the best of my ability what's needed, you know, for the team to, you know, meet our goals or what have you. Um and then last week that stopped. So um I've been working regular shifts, which is fine. But it's like it couldn't have come at the worst time. <laughs> like, um, because I'm about to move. Um, but the shift in that and being able to make it through that that period of uh, overtime that was given and having those extra hours and dealing with those people uh, who I kind of, it's not even that I don't get along with, but like I said before, excuse me, like I said before, how um, it's just always somebody at your job that just wants chaos and they live in that space. And for me, I was always worried about working the extra hours because it, it gives people more access to me time-wise. And I just, my goal in life is, uh, if it's drama-related, like, I really want zero to none, um, to no connection with people. So that eased up. Like, I got comfortable um, being able to get the reports done that I needed to get done. And then, boom, I get into the situation with the current um, owner of, of this house, and him trying to scam and, you know, things just going just just out of whack. And it was sitting heavy on me because if you know me, like I've been homeless before, um, been couch hopping before. And, um, you know, when my kids were born, 
each of them respectfully, minus Kennedy, rest in peace. Um, I told them all, you know, in their ears, um, I'm going to do my best to protect you from everything that I possibly can, even if the thing you need protection from is me. Meaning if, you know, I'm going through what I'm going through right now. Like if I wasn't able to function properly, I would have to send my kids somewhere. Like if I wasn't able to function properly mentally, you know what I mean? Um, to where I felt like I couldn't control myself enough to not rage on them, to not be abusive towards them, to not speak to them um, in in any kind of way, right? Also, when I was couch hopping and stuff like that, I had to bite the bullet and um, the kids wasn't living with me. And as much as that hurt, it's just for me, it was a form of protection. So me being in a position to where I have been homeless before by myself and for some time, um, and I mean real homeless, like really like not sure where I'm going to sleep this night or that night, what have you. And, you know, then that transition into me just couch hopping wherever I, you know, wherever I could. That's one of the things that that is a trigger for me. And it's a fear for me of like, I can't have them go through that. I can't have them not have a roof over their head, regardless of the situation. I can't allow my ego to create or be a part of chaos to the extent to where I put them in that type of position. And so I told you guys, you know, um, I've been trying to move, but like, it's just, it's, it's super crazy how people will do you when they don't think that you're paying attention to life, when they think that you have little, a little education, knowledge of things like they'll try to, to force feed you some mess and, you know, put you on a spiral and, uh, and get you off your square. Right. I used to be very emotional when it comes to defending myself. And a lot of that created extra chaos in my life, meaning I'm responding emotionally and not really looking at the, the foundation of it, right? I'm not looking at it like, all right, I can't respond like this because if I feed into this, I'm not going to have, I'm not going to have, um, a place to go. I'm not going to respond to this because, you know, I might lose my car. I might lose this. I might lose that. Early on in life, every like we could fight. We could do like I didn't care about nothing. Right. As I start learning how. To appreciate who I am as a human being, as I started to understand my responsibility, you know, to my kids, all of the emotional responses, for the most part, have died out almost completely um and my logic has elevated i'm going through this situation where everything in me wants to respond because i feel disrespected and i told you guys last week that i had experienced a crazy crazy amount of direct racism as a result to me looking for a place and so that took a toll on me, not because I don't understand racism, not because I don't know, you know, that it exists, yada, yada, whatever. But it's like, yo, like I really be doing my best to to stay out of stay out of trouble. Right. I really be doing my best not to really come out of retirement and start boosting again. Um, 
because I care about my freedom. But the way that the world is and the way that people are, if, if, if you're not strong enough mentally, if you don't have the, the courage, the patience, um, the ability to, to fight and persevere, you could put yourself in a very bad position. And what happened was I was applying for these places. Oh, and I'm like, I, at this point, I think I'm $1,200 in on just applying, right? And everything was going good. Four or five, you know, places, everything was going good until they saw my ID. And then mysteriously, the, you know, these houses were not available anymore or, oh, we decided to go a different route, this, that, and the other. And mind you, I'm meeting their qualifications, Right. Because they've already they, they're sending me back the stuff, let it, like showing me and I'm matching what 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 they run against what they say their qualifications are. I didn't let it stop me. Right. I have the current owner on, on mess and madness. Um, and so I had to go to court about that. I had to go to court about that. And it was crazy because. I went to court. It's a, in, it, I live in a small town. It was very few people in there. Um, I don't, I, at the point, I didn't know who was there for a case, who was there, like a lawyer, public defender, yada, whatever. I didn't know. And so I'm sitting there and it's my turn come up, I'm talking to the judge and I, he's not listening to me. He don't care what I'm talking about, even though I have proof of, you know, stuff happening. Right. Of this situation being an unjust situation. And, you know, he's telling me, well, you know, I'm I'm going on this side that that information that you have, it don't have no uh, it don't have no bearing on what's going on right now. And I'm like, that that's crazy, because if you read the fine print, it kind of does. You can't do what you're doing. Right. But it, it's me. Black kid by myself, no lawyer. You know, I'm not rich, but by no means. And. Um, this is typical for them, right? So long story short, um, I say what I need to say. And initially, like the judge rules, he rules against me. Um, and so I'm like, all right, crazy. That, that's crazy. I just don't understand. So I call people like, yo, the judge said y'all word don't matter. Da, 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 da. This is what happened. They said I owe them this, you know. So the lady's like, wait, hold on. What happened? This whole time. I'm, I'm on the inside, I'm emotional. On the inside, I'm like, I'm ready to fight. On the inside, I'm ready like to get face to face with the person because it's like, how dare you disrespect me, right? How dare you, you push this situation of your doing because you tried to scam because you wanted to be greedy. You pushed us in a situation to where now I have to go to court. Now I'm dealing with this this old white judge, per usual. Don't want to hear nothing that I'm talking about. Don't want to look at none of the paperwork that I have for real. And judges against me or, or rules against me, whatever. Well, one of the people in there was a public defender. And he heard what I was saying. So as I'm walking out and he, you know, he's doing whatever. I'm waiting to get my the my paperwork, the judgment, yada, yada, whatever. And he just sits down and he's chopping it up with me. And he's telling me, like, yo, don't don't give up. Like, just boom, boom, boom. You know, just just keep going. I heard what you said. 
Um, just don't give up, pretty much. I get super frustrated, like I'm crying, you know, in my in, in my alone time because I my, we can't be homeless. It's like not even that we can't be homeless, like we can't be homeless on you being unfair. Right? Kept looking for places, kept looking for places. In the midst of all of this, right? Because in my heart of hearts, I, I want to quit. Because I'm like, all right, I've been doing the single parent thing, like, and I'm just gonna keep it a buck. I'm like, I've been doing this single parent thing alone, like, you know, really with no help for real, for real. Like, you know, they the other parent, uh, it's gonna be one of the movie type things, like, yo, y'all, y'all gotta go. I gotta I gotta figure this out. Cause I, I I'm not having y'all ever go through that, right? Check my email. Hey, you know, congratulations. Um you got a place, you gotta do this. So I'm like, wait, what? Like, so mind you, this is this is a good, this is a good six days, um, a good seven applications put in, you know, the racism situation, yada, whatever. So now I'm 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 tripping like, wow, like I got a place, right? Now I'm 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 cool. I call the people who um I'll call the people and let them know, hey, just letting you know this is what happened at court, this, that, and the other. The lady goes, hold on for one second. Let me let me assign myself to this situation and um let me see what's going on here. So she assigns herself and she's like, I'm confused because you you already sent all the paperwork, da 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 da. I don't know what's going on, but I'm about to fix this right now. So she fixes it. Now, not only like, and and I'm leaving here because it just is what it is. Like, cause I just don't want to deal with the drama and have this over my head. But I'm uh, because I didn't quit because I kept pressing through it, pain and all, confusion and all, crying and all. Now he he's gonna in the end of this, he's gonna now owe me money. Right. So because I didn't allow myself to become emotional to the point to where I said or did something outside of character. Now I'm in a position to where now you owe me. So your shadiness, your disrespect, your lack of uh, empathy, like none of that means anything. Cause now you, now you owe me, right? Cause this is the route that you, that you wanted to take. And so I, I, I tell people all the time, like I live by patience, purpose, order. I've been saying that for I don't know how long. I've been living that for I don't know how long because I just believe your journey is what it's meant to be, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to go through the things that you have to go through. Um, one of my main goals is, in life is for me to be who I say that I am. Meaning, when I'm faced with these situations, and I say I'm a good person, and I say you know I'm at peace, and I say that I need to be able to just stop and uh, uh, lower the emotions of the situations and think logical, when I'm faced with those situations, am I going to do it for real? Am I going to stay true to my word or am I going to let my ego come in and do the rah-rah and do the the disrespect? Oh, you disrespect me, so I'm going to disrespect you. Without a thought of, A, if you start bugging right now and you start threatening and you start trying to fight, you're going to put you and your kids at a disservice. And because I, I and because I didn't do that, 
I will be rewarded on the back end of this entire situation um, because of my patience, because of my my will to want to be who I say that I am in real time, whether I'm going through mental health stuff or not. Like, like my mind is being attacked with this entire situation, depression, um, like, they like the depression is super heavy. I mean, like the fall is super heavy because now it's triggering me. Like, man, like how do I look them in the face? Like, yo, we about to be homeless. How do I look them in the face and be like, yo, you you gonna have to go? And and again, my kids do their best to deal with their other parents. By no means do they do they want to ever live with her. But legally, I would have to, if something ever happened, right? Like, she would have, I mean, right? She would have to have the first choice or the first, she would have to be the first option. And in my mind, I'm like, dang, how would I, how would I have that conversation with them? And I'm not saying this as a disrespect to anything or anybody because I'm, I'm, I'm completely over that emotional situation of I got to do this by myself. I have to depend on myself no matter, you know, uh, whether they're in constant communication with her or not. Like it's no it's no type of assistance there. Right. And so it's one of those things to where like now my mind is going like, how do I have a conversation with them? And this is all like this is all this week. And that's what, like, this is all within not even a full week. Today, I'm recording this on, on Saturday the 10th. This is literally all this stuff happened from a Thursday, from a Wednesday to a Tuesday where I'm applying, 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 everything going good. I mean, I'm in, I'm inside of the homes, yada, yada, whatever. Uh, court was last Tuesday. Like, it went good for a second, then it went bad, and then it was like, all right. Like, and when I say it went bad, it was just because of how I was being treated. Because you can, you can, you can win a case or lose a case and still, you know, have the idea, have the feeling of, you know, like victory or loss. I like, even though I I'm owed something in the end, I felt disrespected because it's like, you didn't even want to hear me. And it wasn't that like, I even started, I said, I said, your honor, like, I'm just, I'm just here to, I'm just here to tell my side of the story and hopefully, um, and hopefully, hold on y'all, uh, sentiment's going crazy. Um, I'm just here to tell, tell my side, but that really was messing with me mentally because I'm like, you don't even want to hear or look at what I have. Like you already have in mind that this is just what it's going to be. I'm already dealing with, 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 you know, slight racism, um, at work. I'm already dealing with racism and looking for properties. Now I'm dealing with racism in a courtroom and I'm already mentally fragile because my mind is focused on making sure that my kids have a roof over their head. And I'm going through all these scenarios of 
what I need to do or how this is going to be. Where am I going to get the money from? Because, you know, I'm spending all this money, you know, applying and admin fees and this, that and the other, which is reducing, you know, from my groceries, reducing from, you know, uh, my bills and this, that and the other. And it's just like I'm one of the people that is very hard for me to ask people for help. Because I feel like that comes with judgment. I feel like that comes with um, unnecessary connection sometimes. And so it's like I'm learning how to accept help for what it is and not in my mind at 110 to confuse myself, to uh, put myself at a, at a mental disadvantage, feeling like I owe more than what the help is. And so that made for a very, very horrible week for me. Um, even still, because it's just like, I don't be bothering nobody. I don't be bothering nobody. Like I, I, I go to work, I do the podcast. Um, I do, you know, I, I parent, um, and I chill. I don't be in nobody's business. I don't be, you know, social media, um, being dramatic or adding to drama. Like I just be chilling. So when stuff happens, like I, I, I be bugging out. And it's just like the reality of it is, um, I know that life isn't fear. Like I, I 100% know that life is not fear. Um, but it still sends me in a spiral. Um, when things happen, it still makes me feel a way when, 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 when such unfairness hits me at my, my front door. And I just, I don't understand how, I don't understand how, it be so blatant, the disrespect be so blatant when people feel like they have power over you. You know what I mean? It's like, like this is why I appreciate my brother. And, you know, no matter what, he always talks about ownership and getting to that point to where, you know, uh, people can't really tell you anything. Like, you know, in, in the world, how it stands, there's always going to be a few people that have some type of power. Um, and let me not say power. They're going to have some type of percentage of decision making in your life. That's just how it goes. Even if you outright own a home, you still got to deal with the government in regards to, um, you know, property tax and stuff like that. And they still have that slight power of if you don't pay this property tax, you know, we, we could take your place or what have you. But my brother always talks about, you know, the importance of ownership, meaning, you know, you want you want to be at the table being able to make the decisions of your life rather than somebody else just being, you know, you have to sit out in the lobby while people make uh while people make decisions on what's going on with you. So, it's imperative that, you know, you just you're you're able to stay focused and uh get to the the table. You know, you you get to your your own round table to where um you make the decisions that are necessary. So, being that I get the idea that it's not like life is not fear. Being that I get the the understanding that um, that. Hold on, y'all. I'm so sorry. Being that I I get that I have to continue to make sure I'm I'm handling my emotions properly. Having that idea that life isn't fair and that understanding that life isn't fair um, 
it, it's having that understanding is important because people in power, they're just, they're not going to be fair with you. They're not going to have understanding for real. Like, cause that's just, that's just what it is. It sucks because the people who are supposed to assist you, the people who are supposed to help you make the correct decisions or, you know, at least listen to, to, to you to be fair, they don't. And they never assist you. And not only, you know, do they not assist you, they, they flex their power in disrespecting you. They flex their power in, you know, abusing you. And so that creates so much unnecessary um, negativity. It creates so much mistrust in what you're trying to accomplish in life, what you're trying to do. And so it pushes you to do certain things that you probably shouldn't have. Like, I know for me, I'm not the only one going through what I'm going through. Like, specific, like not specifically. Like, I could be the only one going through what I'm going through specifically, but I'm not the only one going through. Knowing that, because I, I don't ever want to get on here and it be a woe is me type situation, because that's not at all my vibe, and that's not, like, I don't feel like that's helping anyone. I feel like it's a disservice when you come off like we are victims in 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 a lot of the situations, but sometimes you know the stuff be our fault, and that's why I keep saying that it's important for you to be able to assess the situation in real time so that you're able to give the correct amount of emotions that are necessary for the situation, but not too much to where it uh, it makes you lose out on something. I told y'all before, one of my favorite quotes, if not my favorite quotes, is from someone named John Spence. And it reads, if you expect the world to be fair with you because you are fair, you're fooling yourself. That's like expecting the lion not to eat you because you didn't eat him. And I don't even remember when the first time I heard that that quote. I, I don't I just know that when I did hear it and read it, it changed it changed me. Understanding this quote was and still is everything to me. And it helps me see life for what it is and not from the perspective of a victim. I realize it's nobody's responsibility to be fair with me. And I think when you're when when you're coming up in life, you think that the world is supposed to be fair, right? You think that because they always say you treat people how you want to be treated. So when you get to that point to where you understand, like, oh crap, like I'm being nice to this person, but they're being mean. I'm being helpful to uh, to this person, but they're they're putting me at a uh, at a disadvantage. When you start realizing that, it's like you. You get emotional and you get frustrated because you're taught that way as a child that, you know, it's going to be fair. And it's just not. Like, it's no, it is like, it's hard. It's hard, but it's nobody's responsibility to be fair with me. It'll be a great gesture, but you're not obligated to do so. What I've learned is that life is based on a business or, or based on business principles, not emotion, not 
not love, not kindness, not empathy. Like if you really pay attention to how life works, whether it's marriage, uh, whether it's you and your kids, whether it's work, whether it's you and your, everything is based on what, like somebody got to benefit at all the time. Somebody has to win or lose all the time. And that's something that I fight with personally daily is just understanding that people ain't going to be fair. The people you help are not going to help you. The people you love sometimes are not going to love you back. You have to mentally prepare yourself for that and not take it as, oh, the world is against me. I struggle with that early on, um, you know, in my, in my early teens and 20s, or my late teens and 20s, I struggle with that feeling like, dang, like I'm giving all of this. I'm doing all of this and nothing is being reciprocated. I'm always in a, in a bind. I'm always in a funk. But as soon as I, you know, get extra, I'm giving it. And sometimes it don't even be extra. Sometimes it be what I need, but I feel like I'm going to figure it out. Right. No matter no matter what I've ever been through, homelessness, being broke, cars repoed, uh, uh, no house, no nothing, not being it. Like I've always had the, the mentality that I'm going to figure it out. It's just that now it's not a panic no more. And I get that from my brother. My brother, like he'll listen. I don't think I've ever seen my brother panic about anything, even before even before he mastered the skill of not panicking, he I don't even remember as kids like even when we was about to get a whooping, he he wasn't he didn't panic. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to play back in my head a time that I ever like seen like seen him panic, but I know my like I y'all know the brother I'm talking about like my father, so maybe I didn't see it because he didn't want me to see it, but I just I I personally never never seen it. Now I'm at that point to where. People don't know what I'm going through, even when I'm going through it, because I don't panic no more. I believe in myself that no matter how hard it is, I'm going to figure it out because I've been in worse situations. I don't think there's no worse situation than being homeless. I just don't. I made it. I don't think there's a harder situation as a result to, to life or or, um, or change it, um, than being a single parent but also being a single parent of multiples. And I mean like legit having to, to figure it out by yourself. And I've done it. I figured that out. And so I want to teach people and show people and give them the understanding. Like there is a way for you to not care about things in a healthy way. You don't have to be mean about it. You don't have to be disrespectful about it, but you have, you have to find a correct balance. You have to. Love and emotions are necessary. It's difficult to maintain, but very necessary. It takes a lot of patience and understanding of yourself to get to the point to where you can balance your emotions properly and stay with a level head. Because you're going to get in those positions to where you feel disrespected. And you're going to want to respond to show people they can't, they can't, mess you over you want you're going to get in those situations to where people are going to assume that you lack knowledge and you're ignorant of certain things and you're going to want to prove them wrong but it's going to be unhealthy because you're going to want to overprove and every time we try to overprove we we put ourselves two steps back not from anything other than the extraness of the situation 
I'm learning as I'm as I'm fighting this this good fight that I'm that I'm fighting with just seeing for real, just having my eyes open to the world for real, for real. Like I'm 40 and it it never fails. Every time I think that I've seen a lot, my eyes are open wider to see more. And sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. And I'm learning that like I had to find a proper reflective surface Like one that could see truth without illusion. One that I can hear honest words of progress and not take them as daggers to my heart. I had to find that. And in order for me to find that, I had to first look within myself and gain some understanding of what what am I trying to do with my life? How am I trying to be for real? For me. I had to eliminate the idea and the identity of Kevin, the parent, and start focus on Kevin, the human. Doing so allowed me to see who I want to be. Doing so allowed me to level my emotions, to become more balanced within myself so that I'm not walking around here with this evil feeling inside of me because people are unfair to me, because people talk this way to me, because people talk about me this way. Like, no, I don't care about none of that. I know what I'm trying to accomplish. I know I get on this podcast um, every week to the best of my ability and try to help people get through their mental health and show you it, it's it's some good days and there's some bad days. But as long as we have uh, air in us, we have the ability to get to the light. Like it, it's it's not up to us to uh, control what is said and done to us. It's it's up to us to interpret and defend properly when necessary. I think that's what what hurts us as a lot is that we don't know how to defend ourselves properly because we don't even know what we're defending from. We we get so lost in chaos and so comfortable um, in it that. We don't understand. Like, I know this sounds repetitive to to you guys who constantly listen to the podcast, but working on yourself is important. Daily, it's important. Our duty is to protect what we can and let go of what we can't. If I can't protect you, it's no purpose of you being here. And I'm not talking about people and things I'm talking about within myself. Like if, if I can't protect myself from that certain thing, you, I, I gotta, I gotta, gotta purge you out of my mind. I have to get away from you. If like, if, if, if I'm responsible for you, right? Like, cause when, in a, when I'm in a relationship, I feel like I'm responsible for you. Right. And what I mean by that is protecting you, making sure you're good, making sure you ate, making sure, you know, I feel any type of void, whether it's financial, emotional, whatever. But if you don't allow me in that space to do so, I got to get away from you because it's unsafe. Cause I'm going to lose myself trying to protect you when you don't want that protection. And you're not going to tell me you don't want that protection because you don't you don't realize it. But you're going to create extra chaos, um, such as why are you in my business? Why are you why are you doing this? Why are you want to know this? Why are you want? And it's like mm. 
you're not healed properly, so this is not a good situation. Like, cause like one of the things that I that I found in in my three adult relationships, right? I'm very big on yo. Let me know you got there safe. Very big on um, yo. Uh, when you get to the crib, just let me know you got there. And it always comes off you just trying to track my my whereabouts, or you know I'm ignored, and it's just like you could die today, and I could be the last person you talk to, right? And they're gonna call my phone and be like, "Did you talk to such and such today? They did. Where was they at? Well, I, I have no idea where they was at. Can't help you. I don't. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. But it comes off as being controlling. It comes off as I'm trying to clock your every move and stuff like that. But for me, it's, it's, it's safety. I, like I've lost so many people to death. I lost so many people to to drunk drivers or you know murder or stuff like that. It's just like it's just a simple thing for me. Like yo. Like, you good? You make it? All right, bet. If I got to do that, I can't, I, 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 like, that lets me know I can't protect you. So that lets me know that there's a piece of me open that somebody could come in and hurt me because now I'm, I'm unnecessarily trying to protect something that doesn't want to be protected. So it's not up to it's not up to me to control how you say what you say. It's up to me to to interpret it properly and understand. And once I have that proper interpretation of okay, you don't want to be protected. You don't understand that you don't understand that this is a safety issue. Like, all right, cool. I'm not gonna argue with you and make you and try to convince you that it's safety and not control. It's my it's my duty to duty to protect what I can and to protect from what I can. That's why I said to you guys earlier, like I told my kids, even if it's me, even if it's me, I, I, I hope that I'm strong enough to see that it's me and be like, yeah, I can't do this right now. I can't. Until you're balanced, until you're leveled up, you can't do that. A lot of us swear we will protect our kids from anything. But we be beating the hell out of them, creating trauma, adding to triggers and stuff like that, not realizing that we the, we the thing that they need protecting from. Even in relationships, some relationships, you know, the manipulation, the ego on both sides, right? It's like, like what? Like, I'm, I'm vulnerable with you. I'm giving you a piece of me. Like, there's a part of you in a relationship that should want to protect me as I as I would you. And it's just, it's not working. I had to understand that, you know, suffering from mental health illness, it's not a death sentence if you don't want it to be, if you don't let it be. It's never about the diagnosis. It's how you handle it and how you maneuver through life. Like when they were like, oh, you're depressed, uh, you're clinically depressed and anxiety, and paranoia. And I'm like, all right, what does that mean? Like on paper, what does that mean? Or what do you as a professional tell me what it is? And then once it was explained to me from a clinical space, I'm like, all right, let me let me go do my own Googles. Let me go uh, live my life. Let me see how I feel in real time. Let me see how, you know, I'm affected by the darkness or the fog or whatever. Let me see what happens, how I feel when anxiety is high, when paranoia uh, gets to me. Let me see so that now I'm not li just listening to what is told to me. I'm living it now. OK, cool. I can manage this sometimes. All right, this is unmanageable. I need some help there. But it's about being honest with yourself and not being embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed that these things, um, that I was diagnosed with these things. 
I'm not embarrassed about it. I, I don't know how it came. I don't know. I don't know how it worked. I just know that I it's here. But it don't change me. It don't change who I want to be for myself. It makes it a little bit difficult for me to get through some stuff, but I get there. Like being uneven mentally, it's always gotten me in trouble. Always. I I like I'll admit that until I'm blue in the face. Like being uneven mentally, meaning like when I'm super high emotions, no logic, no logic, I am always on some immature tit for tat, you hurt me, I'ma hurt you type stuff. I used to always justify my responses to things based on the emotions of what's happening and never the bigger picture, never what I'm losing, never who else is it uh, being hurt, like the collateral damage of a breakup, a collateral damage of me quitting a job or going off on, on the kids or whooping them or whatever. I, you, you don't think about that because you're so emotionally attached to things and it just becomes overwhelming and you never see that. I learned that before I had my complete, you know, ego death, we we respond immaturely to these things because of the need to look strong outweighs the need to actually be strong. And sometimes we don't realize to be light, we have to be dark. And I'm not talking about dark as in mean or disrespectful, or harsh, but dark as in chill, hiding, like pulling yourself from the forefront, chilling behind the scenes, allowing yourself to be patient, to heal, to breathe, to see what you need to see so that you can make the best decisions for yourself, so that you can be the best version of yourself um, for yourself. I think we get so lost in wanting to be these versions of who we are to please our friends, uh, please our, our family and stuff like that. And we're so unbalanced that we, we can't, we can't get our footing. We can't get our footing because we're not, we, we're not taught properly. And now we, we're a generation of I'm set in my ways. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. And it's like, do you have time to be peaceful for yourself? Do you have time to learn how to love yourself properly, to believe in yourself properly? Right? Some of us is just so off track because we don't even know where to start on loving ourselves. We don't know where to start on believing in ourselves. I was so scared to start this podcast. I was so, so scared to start this podcast. Because in my mind, I'm like, dang, how are people going to react to me Losing a kid. How people going to react to me being divorced? How people going to react to me now having, you know, mental illness and, and struggling how I'm struggling? But I needed something. And it wasn't there. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to be the need for myself. I'm going to fulfill that need myself. So when I record these sessions and I'm going through these things and I'm studying what I'm studying and, you know, put together the notes and deliver it, I'm delivering it twofold. One, because I want to help y'all. But then when I listen back, I listen like y'all listen. I'm looking for gems, too. I'm looking for ways to help myself, too.
that's how I balance it out. This is my therapy. This is my being able to release it is therapy to me. Being able to understand it and learn from it is also therapy to me. So I'm fulfilling two parts of what I what I need to fulfill. And I'm balanced out enough to where I can listen to something that I've said. Right. Because what I'm saying, when I'm talking in, in delivering this session, I'm not really paying attention from a learning. I, 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 I've learned what I needed to learn to deliver the session. But when I'm listening, I got my pencil, I got my pen, I got my phone. I'm taking notes like, dang, I did say that. A lot of times I say something that I'm like, yo, I didn't realize that that's how I said, that's how it came off. And it was actually, you know, it was actually good and not good in a sense, like to pump myself up. But all right, cool. I can I could get jiggy with that. Like that's something that's that's really helpful. I have to make sure that now that um, I've released it, I got to put that in my for real, for real day to day notes as opposed to the notes that I take to to tell y'all. Like the whole the whole thing is that. I want to keep myself in a position of healing. It's everlasting. Yes, it hurts, but it's everlasting. I got to keep doing it. I got to keep showing you. I don't care if I, if, if I continue to get the 11 views on YouTube a week. I don't care. I don't care if I continue to get the six listens, seven listens, 10 listens a week. It's going to add up. Y'all listening for something. We, 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 getting, we getting to it. Like we, we helping each other, right? A lot of times I see stuff, I see stuff that helps me. You know, I, I, I get DMs more than I get comments. And, you know, I, I hope that one day that all of the DMs that I get where we have these discussions about, you know, the sessions respectfully, I hope that one day that you guys get the courage to start putting them out in the open so we can have open dialogue because I'm never going to put your business up there. I'm never going to, you know, take from the DMs and put it in the public because you didn't, you didn't want that. But I hope that one day, as you guys listen to the podcast, that one day you're like, all right, I'm a comment. I'm a comment in the open so we can have a discussion. Like you, you never know what your situation you never know what your situation to do for somebody else. You just got to have the courage and and, and uh, re reduce the fear of people judging you. Like y'all see me, I'm in, I tell y'all everything on here. I don't I don't, you know, I don't hold back because it's part of healing. Um in this process, like I like I said, it's a few things that I had to learn. It's a few things that I work on um, throughout how I'm trying to or throughout this journey of just obtaining and maintaining peace. Um, one of the major things is learning how to manage your emotions. And with that comes a lot of headache. It comes a lot of hurt. It comes a lot of pain because in order for you to learn how to manage your emotions, you got to be going through some stuff. Unfortunately, like I said before, pain is the thing that always puts you over to the to the next level. It moves you through to the next obstacle and you have to go through it. You have to. And you're going to continue to be tested with things that um, with things that hurt you, the things that cause uh, confusion and chaos. You're going to continue to be tested with those things until you actually are able to pay attention to them and pull from them the things that you need to give you the tools to get to the next thing.
I had to learn how to let go. I had to learn how to let go of things that haven't gone my way. And it's a lot of things that haven't gone my way, no matter how good I've been, no matter how hard I've worked. It's a lot of things that have not gone my way. It's like I said last week, I just a lot of times I feel like I'm good, but just not good enough. Whether it's relationships, um, work, like when it comes to promotions, when it comes to getting other jobs, the situation with the house, it's just like I'm good and everything is fine. And right when I get to 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 reach my hand out to receive the prize, I'm just I'm not good enough. I had to learn how to talk my shit properly. Meaning I, I had to become aware of my strengths and my weaknesses and acknowledge them. Y'all know if y'all listen back to the first few episodes of the pod, like I wasn't, I wasn't like this. Very timid, very much. Oh, I hope this helps you. Like, I know it helps y'all. I know it. I know it. Why? Because it helps me. And I know that what I'm talking about, what I'm delivering, how I'm delivering it to you guys, I know that it's helpful. I know that uh, the reality of it is, is on point because I'm not coming at you guys from like I'm this uppity person who, oh, I'm better than you because I'm able to get on this podcast and, and speak freely and you can't or no, I understand my strengths and my weaknesses and I acknowledge that. I seek help continuously through therapy. I even, you know, ask you guys, like, y'all be in the DMs. Y'all see the conversation that we have. It's never one of them, me coaching you from uh, from the mountaintop. I'm down in the valley with you like, well, all right, what, what happened? How did you get through that? A few, It's a few people that they have mastered something that I'm trying to master. And I say that, right? Yo, I haven't, like, I don't, whew, I don't know. I don't know how you do that. I'm trying. What steps did you take? I'm going to see if I could, if I could add that to, you know, what, I, what I'm trying to do, see if that helps me. Um, I've had to embrace change. I had to embrace change and I had to do it in a healthy way. Like, I used to get mad at work all the time. Because it's like, oh, you you got to be able to change in corporate America and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, man, y'all changing too much. Y'all, like, this is this, this not change. It's disrespect. Like, this is, this is uh, confusion, right? And then one day I was like, hey, you don't own none of this. This is not your company. If they want to change, just let them know, hey, it's going to take me an hour or so to get acclimated with this change. As long as you allot me that, cool. I start being able to apply that to my real life because change, sometimes change is not in, in your control, right? Yeah, there's things that we purposely change on our own, but there's certain things that happen in life that alter, you know, the way of things. Like, I thought this was my place. I thought this was going to be my place until it was time for me to buy a crib. But the owner changed. His attitude changed. His behaviors changed. So now, I, like, I, I got to dip. Right. It's frustrating as, as it is. It, it, it just. That's what it is. I've learned to focus on the positive. 
Like I acknowledge the negative, but focus on the positive, if that makes sense. And the reason why I do that, because I don't never want to forget. I don't ever want to be one of the people that only focus on the positive because um, if I'm not looking, if I'm not paying attention, if I don't have understand of the negative, I learn that I can't prevent and or slow it down. So everything that I do in life, even with this new move, right? I'm like, dang, I'm glad that I got this place, but I'm losing this amount of space. What am I, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, such and such, this happened. Well, okay, well, why did that happen? How did that happen? But I'm more so like, yo, I got a place. It's it's fire. It's this. It's that. Like I'm focused on that. I understand in the back of my mind, like the the downfalls. I understand the you know the differences. I understand the things that are going to require some getting used to. But I see the positive. This one is, this one is big, again because it comes for me. For me, it, like my brother has been telling me this for years. Um, so seeing it as I'm researching certain things about steps to take, um, be, be intentional, be intentional with how you talk to people, how you let people talk to you, be intentional with people you spend time with and how you spend that time, be intentional, how you spend your money, um, be intentional on how you save your, your money, right? I'm very intentional on, who I spend my time with, how I spend my time with them. Um, because that's important to me. I know sometimes it, 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 it comes off in a way to where it's like standoffish to an extent, but it's not a, it's not a you thing. A lot of times, a lot of times it's a me thing because I got to protect my emotions. I have to protect my mental. So um, I'm better with text. I say this before, I'm better with text. I'm better with social media DMs with a lot of people. Some people um, I'm better, you know, in person, or I feel, I feel confident enough that, or not even confident enough. Let me not say that. I feel safe enough. I think for me, as I'm as I'm calming down on the aggression, as I'm calming down on the, uh, I gotta fight everybody, right? Like when I feel when I feel unprotected, I feel like I gotta fight, right? I'm starting to realize that's a a, a, a fight or flight type situation, and I'm not bugging out because I think I'm tough or I'm aggressive. I feel unsafe. And so when I feel unsafe, everything gets extreme. My responses, my behavior, my aggression, because I'm like, I, I got to protect myself. So being intentional on who I'm around, who I speak to, what I say, it helps me because I'm not like I got. Let me see. Two, three, four, five. I got six, seven people that like I feel safe, safe with. Of those seven, I feel like I die about four of them. And that's what it is. Outside of that, I can't really talk a lot. I can't really be personal because I don't feel safe. I don't feel like you'll handle my information. You'll handle my heart. You'll handle my mind with care. 
I don't feel like you'll try you you'll move in understanding with me, so I can't allow myself to 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 be in that position. So I'm intentional about how I move, thanks to my brother, and always saying like, bro, you have no matter what, you have to be intentional with the things that you do. I never realized the why, right? He just always it, it's certain things that I feel like my brother has just always said to me from his own experience, and just knew that one day. I would go through something and it would click like, oh, that's why that's why he used to tell me that. In doing that, you have to become a better problem solver. For me, that's what my life has become. Solving problems. Not that we all don't like every day is a, a a a problem to solve, but being intentional about that, listening, being able to hear both sides of a situation, being able to see the like I talk to the kids all the time, like you you, I'm three steps ahead of you, right? Something could happen or somebody could say something, and I'm like, okay, in my mind, I'm playing it out. Okay, this was said, so I know that's probably what you said, and they said that. That's probably okay. Why you did that? This is what we got. This is how we gonna handle it next time. On top of that, is it's it's being kind to yourself. I tell you all the time, I'm my biggest hater. I'm so unkind to 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 myself, especially when in situations like this. Like I've been so unkind to myself this week. I've been so hard on myself. Just how could you be in a situation? Uh, why you didn't do this? Why you didn't? And I'm like, no. So it's learning how to be kind to yourself. And I'm not saying kind to yourself like um, like just treating yourself. Like uh, sometimes you you got to take yourself out. Dolo. Get you something to eat. Buy yourself something. Uh, go to a movie. Sometimes you got to do that. But also you got to speak kind words to yourself. It's imperative that you talk to yourself. Nice. Because that's going to teach you how you like to be talked to. We got to start over. We got to start understanding a lot of us wasn't raised properly in the in the realm of emotions. Right. So in order for us to be able to handle certain things, we have to teach ourselves. So we have to talk to ourselves kind so that when people aren't being so kind to us, we are able to recognize them and be like, oh, no, I, I can't deal with that. I talk too nice to myself to be treated like this. I treat myself too nice to be treated like this. I've always been a person to set goals. I learned later in life that it's not just about setting a regular goal. You, they have to be meaningful and worthy to you. You can't just sit down and set goals, just financial goals. Or just vacation goals. Like it has to be something that is worthy to you. Something that is meaningful that you want to accomplish in life for real. It don't necessarily always have to be a thing. It don't have to always uh, be financial, traveling, physicality. Like it don't have to be that. But whatever it is, I learned that it has to be meaningful to me. Lastly is taking consistent action towards the things that you want. That's why I get on this podcast, because the thing that I want most is to have a clear mind consistently. The thing that I want most is to 
for it not to be such so much fog for anxiety not to be such a thing for me so I'm consistently on this podcast telling you guys the things that I'm going through, trying to help you guys get through them. I'm consistently studying ways, things to eat, exercises to do, uh, meditations to to do, stretches to do, to help me ease you know, my mind, to help me release the trauma that's trapped inside of my body. If I would have allowed the first people last week that was being racist towards me to dictate what I was going to do, I would be homeless today. Again, I would have had to look my kids in the face and be like, yo, y'all got to go for a second. So I figure it out. But my consistency of making sure, nah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I spent, you know, damn near all of my, well, now I don't say damn near, I spent the little savings that I had. And like I told y'all before, I took a, I took a $12,000 hit um, at the beginning of the year, then took a four a four thousand dollar hit on some type of error uh, with the bank and and Verizon. I still ain't got my bread back. They still ain't settled that. So I'm kicking and moving through different accounts, and it's looking it's looking high key shady how I'm moving just to stay afloat. But again, it's one of those things that if I don't tell you, you don't know. You know, looks are deceiving. But I'm consistent in making sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do to make sure my kids have a roof over their head, to make sure they have food, to make sure I have food, you know, um, make sure that, you know, my health is as good as it could possibly be, you know, under the circumstances. Right. I'm sitting here and, and my oldest made a statement. His frustration of leaving this place, and I, and now I'm realizing it, you know, with the other attitudes of the other three, this, <clears throat> excuse me, he said, this is the only place where we were stable at. And it bugged me out because I didn't think about it like that. They don't see the back end of, the, you know, what I'm going through as the adult. All they see is this is the only place they were stable at. Now they got to go. And it's a double-edged blade for me because I did that. We was here for eight years. Bub is 17 now. He was he was eight when we moved here. Wait, eight, nine, ten, nine. Yeah, he was he was nine, I'm sorry. Cause he just turned 17 the other day. That tripped me out. That really tripped me out that that was the the way he worded it. And then it made me start understanding that's why Twin is tripping. At first, I thought he was being ungrateful and, oh, well, we're moving to a thousand. Uh, we're moving to a house that, you know, is 500 square feet smaller. So my mind, oh, you're you mad because the house is smaller? I didn't think about, oh, you're scared because you haven't had to move in eight years. Like this been home. We had we 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 locked in. And I'm like, dang, like I never thought about that. I never thought about how they how they see it. And it made me feel good, but it hurt me because I'm like, dang, like I done this by myself. Through hell and high water, I done it by myself. 
and it just sucks because like it's 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 emotional for me too because <clears throat> if you guys haven't grasped by now this is the last episode that I will be recording at this location and all 3 years of the podcast was here and this house how it it him making that statement got me emotional because I'm proud of myself for giving them a place that they felt stable in. And I'm sad that their uncertainty is kicking in with us having to move. But I hope that in due time, they'll see that I'm going to do whatever I have to do to make sure that they feel stable. The other side of this is that and and the the happy part for me, right? In this house um was the last time I saw the love of my life, right? And we were we were we were on that verge of like are we broken up forever? Like what's going on? I remember her coming out here um and I remember her never coming here again. I got the news that my aunt died here, my, my cousin died here. Um, I was sitting in the room right next to this one when I got the call that my daughter had passed away. It's been so much trauma in this house for me but I have so much connection to it but to my kids it's so much happiness I didn't let them see that I didn't let them see how it affected me for real yeah I shed some tears uh, um of the light, the loss of life and stuff. But the bigger picture for them is that my dad made sure that we were stable. We was locked in with my dad. Like once he said this was it, this was it. I promised them I wouldn't bounce around and I I was able to do that. I was able to fight through so much with this, the owner of this 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 place that they have no idea of. But I couldn't have them homeless. I couldn't have them not feel stable. Junior about to go to college next year. Twin about to go to college in two. And for the most part, I did this dolo. It's a bittersweet. It's a bittersweet. Because the company was born here. The podcast was born here, the ideas, the studying, the the love of the podcast, the love of mental health, of, of trying to help people, like all of that was born in this house. And though this part of it is ending, I know that 
the business will flourish. I know that the podcast will flourish. I know that my kids will still flourish in the new space that we're in until it's time for me to buy a crib. I take this so serious. Um, in this location, we've reached 25 different countries. We're international from this location here. And I hope that it continues in a new location, but I got to talk my shit. Like tw we reached 25 countries And I'm grateful for that, for every like, for every comment, for every share, for every DM, for every conversation. I'm appreciative of that. Like I've been saying for the longest, man, we got to go through something to get somewhere. And I'm so glad that you guys done it with me this entire time. I love you all. I need y'all to remember that no matter the darkness, as long as we are breathing, we have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. I'll see you guys in a few weeks. Peace.